Welcome to the conversation. We got a great guest for you guys, Jenna Perlman. She's running against Debbie Wasserman Schultz in Florida's 23rd district. Um, Jen, welcome back to the Young Turks. Thank you so much for having me back on. Uh, no problem. So, Jen, uh, let's talk about the race. First of all, uh, a lot of progressives have won against uh, establishment Democrats who are already incumbents. The most recent one is Jamal Bowman beating. Uh, Elliot Engel. So obviously anything is possible here. Uh, but I, I read a, a story uh, from the Miami Herald about your uh, race and it, it actually pissed me off, honestly. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how you felt about it. Uh, so let me just ask broadly first, how do you think the media is treating your race? Well, if you're talking about uh, alternative media, absolutely great. If you're talking about mainstream media, they pretend we don't exist. And actually, that Herald article was gathered under false pretenses with me. They actually have been ignoring us the entire time. And then finally, they reached out regarding this issue with Debbie using my domain name to out to send um, direct people to her congressional webpage. So if you type in jenperlman.com, or jenperlmanforcongress.com, it goes directly to her congressional page. So the Herald reached out, and so I was talking with him about this. And then, yeah, I heard it wasn't a very good article, but I, you know, I used to actually work at the Herald a long time ago, and they have fallen very far. That's all I. That's all I can say. Yeah. No. The reason. Look. Um, I'll be honest. It reminded me of the hatchet job they did on me. Not not in the ways that they brought up old controversies. But in a more nefarious way, they the whole point of the article is that everybody remember Jen can't win. The establishment Democrat is wonderful and should win is written between every line of that article. And they did the same trick that the LA Times did with me, which is they interview a so-called progressive who says, look, I would love to have Jen win, but she's not going to, so everybody stay home. That's not a progressive. You guys did that on purpose to make it sound like Jen has no energy. The reality is, Jen, you've been backed by a brand new Congress, Andrew Yang, Marianne Williamson, uh, and uh, Sunrise Broward, and it goes on and on. I wish I had those kind of endorsements. I wish a lot of the candidates had that kind of momentum. So um, the, the mainstream media, honestly, is our number one opponent. Anyway, Jen, about your particular race. So let's talk about what the, the media doesn't talk about, which is why run against Debbie Wasserman Schultz? What are her problems that the Miami Herald completely and utterly left out of her out of their article? Yeah, interestingly, that was the better of the articles. The Sun Sentinel actually said, and I quote, that Debbie and I were virtually indistinguishable on the principles. So that was my other newspaper article that was down here. So everybody knows Debbie from 2016 and stepping down from the DNC and the emails and cheating Bernie and all of that, which is all you know very frustrating. But as a constituent, she is someone that has been taking corporate money forever now. At this point, I don't even remember her not taking corporate money and not just any corporate money, but pretty nefarious corporate money. So whether it's fossil fuels, big sugar, private insurance, big pharma, private prisons, I mean, so many different industries that are so counter to everything that the majority of people actually want in this country. So after 18, it just felt like timing wise, there was the possibility of some non corporatists being able to get through. And that's ultimately what I always said was, you know, one of the main reasons I could never run for Congress is that I can't be bought. 
And so it never seemed like something that was really viable, but we're seeing that it is. Yeah, um, so uh, let's talk about the, the issues with Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Look, if I was a reporter there, the fact that the Sun Sentinel said that you guys have similar issues, it's insane. Virtually indistinguishable. Oh, come on. So uh, Jen, am I missing anything? Did Debbie Wasserman Schultz all of a sudden say that she's for Green New Deal and Medicare for all and she won't stop until she passes it? Did, did I miss anything? Did she say that she's definitely for a constitutional amendment to get money out of politics and she'll fight uh, day and night to make that happen? Yeah, no, no, she's not for any of those things. And in fact, she wouldn't even meet with members of our local progressive caucus to even talk about Medicare for all. Forget, forget past Medicare for all. She won't even talk about it. Um, she still thinks of marijuana as a gateway drug. Oh, she huh. is, she is not in sync with what most people want, and that's what is very important. People think that I'm some radical left person, and I'm not. Um, I'm just trying to bring the Democratic Party back to being actual party of labor and doing the things that most people want done. So, you know, the fact that she doesn't do those things to me makes her be an insubordinate employee. Yeah, I love the way you put that, Jen. First of all, if it's not clear yet uh, where I stand, Jen2020.com is the website. Uh, since Jen does not take corporate donations, you've got to help her out and back her up. Uh, we'll put the links down below for donations, volunteers, and, and help any way that you can. Like, I don't mind if the media says, hey, look, uh, Jen Perlman and Debbie Wasserman Schultz have wildly disparate positions, and it's a really interesting race, and you guys should decide on your own. I, I don't even mind if Miami Herald and Sun Sentinel says, but we love Debbie Wasserman Schultz. We <laughs> they love this quote, and I'm positive they'll endorse her. I don't know if they already have her or yeah. not. Of course, of course. And in their endorsement, they'll talk about it, coded language about how they love the status quo and they hope that nothing ever, ever changes with the exception of Trump. Okay, so I got it, I got it. But they lied to you, they lied to you about what's possible and not possible. And that's what drives me crazy. And by, in radical left, Jen, I look through your policy positions, the great majority of them, two thirds of the American people agree with. Then I guess, uh, you know, those media critics think that the two thirds of the country is radical left. It's total insanity. But I, now, more specifically about Debbie Wasserman Schultz, she's one of the biggest proponents of the coup in Venezuela. What is that because of constituents that are right wing in that district? What is going on? Why is she so in favor of Guaido? Yeah, okay, so I can only speculate because obviously I haven't spoken with her about this. And so on the one hand, I see it in terms of she's always been fairly um, hawkish. She's always been fairly um, to the right, really in a Republican-esque era <laughs> in that kind of area. And so this isn't unusual. But yes, there is a very large constituency in Weston, which is part of our district. And it's actually where Debbie lives. It's her central part. And there are wealthy Venezuelans, and they actually refer to it now as Westonzuela. And those Venezuelans, and these are wealthy white Venezuelans for the most part. And they are the people I think that that is the niche that she is speaking to when she does this, when she supports Guaido. And I can be very clear that I'm not a Maduro supporter. I'm just a, it's none of our business supporter. Um, so that's just, you know, where I am. And she is, I think, playing to that crowd. Yeah. Um, you don't want to do uh, an old school coup to get rid of a left wing leader such as he is, and he's got his own massive issues, Maduro does, and just uh, illegally replace him with a right winger. Well, that sounds radical left. 
by tweet <laughs> by tweeting it by we tweeting a new leader. Yeah. Um, all right. So you know, in the media coverage, I know I'm obsessed about this topic, but because there's a reason for it. Is anybody who's watching on the Antwerps knows. Because unfortunately, it dictates so much of what happens in elections because they can't find out about Jen unless people write about it and talk about it, and that's why we're covering it. And so, do they refer to Debbie Wasserman Schultz as someone who has been a controversial figure because of how she helped Hillary Clinton rig the election in 2016? And by rigged, I don't mean the votes, I just mean simple things like limiting the debates, funneling money towards her rather than Bernie Sanders. These are undisputed facts. So, or do they refer to her as Someone who was clearly proven to be corrupt. It's not a controversy. We don't disagree. It's she rigged the DNC portion at least to be in favor of Hillary Clinton. That's not a disagreement. That's corruption. Does anybody ever call her corrupt down there in the media? No. Um, she has she has like a free pass down here. Her core supporters. And let me be clear, it's not a huge group of people. We have closed primaries in a gerrymandered blue district. It doesn't take a lot of people to keep her there by design. And so, you know, that's who she depends on all coming out to vote. But no, nobody here, you would never know there was anything wrong with her. You would never know that she took dirty money. You would never know that she fights against things like, you know, the Green New Deal because she takes fossil fuel money, whatever it is. No, they just like her because. The truth is they are white, old and comfortable. And that was the editorial board that I was talking to at the Sun Sentinel. And when your basic needs are met, everything's fine with you the way it is. Yeah, uh, no, the establishment media thinks, what do you mean? Everything's hunky-dory, got a really good job. Yeah. The stock market. Yeah, yeah, I know. And and they wouldn't know corruption if it slapped them across the face. It, it's so discouraging because some portions of the papers are actually really good. We're fair and we give credit where credit is due. Miami Herald did a brilliant piece on Jeffrey Epstein. In fact, we named their reporter the reporter of the year a couple of years ago. On the other hand, their political coverage is abysmal. Yeah. Uh, they just say, hey, make sure you don't vote for progressives. And I'm a neutral journalist, get out of here, that's total crap. Um, so one more thing, I, I know Debbie Wasserman Schultz takes tons of corporate money and that's her defining characteristic. Uh, and of course, never covered by the mainstream media. But there's a hilarious thing of big sugar. And I know that that's prevalent in, in a lot of Florida. But does, does she, you mentioned it earlier. Has she done favors for big sugar as well? Well, they get subsidies. We actually subsidize big sugar. And obviously, they're not the only industrial agricultural polluter that we do that we you know that we let pollute our waters and give subsidies but yeah i mean so when you take money from big sugar and then you give them subsidies it's the appearance of impropriety yeah maybe they'd pay more attention if big sugar was a rapper or something no it's actually it's actually an industry and like all other industries it bribes every politician that it can and then gets taxpayer money in the form of subsidies and robs us absolutely blind and corporate Democrats like Debbie Wasserman Schultz are super happy to participate in that corruption. So Jen Perlman, it's a real race, it's a really important race. If Jen wins that race, their heads will spin, it'll rock their world. And next time they vote on any of these issues, including corruption, they might think twice. So Jen2020.com, Jen, thanks so much for joining us on The Young Turks, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on.
All right, back in the conversation, uh, we've got a great guest for you guys now. Ryan Grimm is the Washington Bureau Chief of The Intercept and a TYT contributor as well. Uh, and he's got interesting news about Democratic primaries. So Ryan, uh, let's get right to it. Uh, we've got one of the best progressives in the country, Cori Bush, running in Missouri against Lacey Clay, a Democratic incumbent. She was one of the four people featured in Knock Down the House, the movie that AOC was also featured in. She's one of the original Justice Democrats. She's a Justice Democrat now. Uh, and um, and that race was very difficult two years ago. Now apparently it's a little closer. So uh, what are the updates in that race? Yeah, it's wild. And actually, so for people who've seen that documentary, uh, Amy Villela was you know the the uh, candidate in the Nevada race. Campaign manager for Amy Villela is now the communications director for Cory Bush. Uh, so so there's there's that through line, but. You know, a lot of people say that if you if you want to get to Congress, you have to run twice. You know, it's so difficult to knock off an incumbent that it's it's impossible, not not impossible, but borderline impossible to do it the first time. So, you know, when when she ran in in 2018, she ended up losing by 20 points, but you know, 57 to 37. So, you know, you what you have to do to beat an incumbent in a one-on-one race is pull him under under 50 percent. But in 2018, most people in St. Louis who went out to vote didn't hadn't ever heard of her. You know, she she raised about $170,000 for the entirety of of her campaign in 2018, and people don't like to talk about it much. But you know, money money talks, and if you don't have money, you can't talk to the people in in your district. I I talked to her campaign recently. They, the entirety of their paid operation to reach out to voters uh, in, in terms of ads was two weeks of radio. This time, you know, they're, they're going on television with a $50,000 uh, ad buy this week. They have billboards all over St. Louis. Uh, they have smaller billboards running around. They're, they're gonna be on uh, radio for like eight weeks running into election day. They've got, they've got digital ads running. They're spending $85,000 so far, and it's gonna be a lot more on mailers, which mailers are incredibly important as I'm sure you know in races it because you know people don't spend a lot of time studying them, but it, it, it gets you to at least know their, know their name so that when you go to the ballot, you say, okay, I have a choice between this person and another person that I've heard of. So at least they're, at least they're making a choice. But the, the, the news that, that I can report now is that not only has uh, Cory Bush raised close to half a million dollars for this race and counting, but all of a sudden you have these weird dark money, big money groups on the left uh, coming in for her. So you know, Citizens United, we're, we're almost a decade into it, and so the you know the the left has been trying to overturn Citizens United the entire time. Meanwhile, now you have people on the left who are saying, look. If if we're not going to overturn Citizens United, I guess we're going to play. And so, you you have some ex, you know some extremely rich liberals who are who are interested in uh, in playing in in some of these races. And if if you think about our economy like uh, like a lottery, uh, you're you're going to kind of accidentally enrich some decent people. And so when some of these decent people Get their hands on money; they're going to give it to groups uh, that are going to have an interest in making the world uh, a better place. And so that's happening in in St. Louis. You have this group, N Citizens 
uh, not NCIS, you know, you ha- uh, Fight Corporate Monopolies is an anti-monopoly group, uh, which has uh, just launched a six-figure ad buy, you know, coming after Clay for fighting the Obama administration, uh, which is, uh, you know, ha- has political resonance. You know, he 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 spent six years or so fighting the Obama administration on this conflict of interest rule. You know, it's, it's essentially this rule that says that if you're an investment advisor, you have to have the best interests of your client at heart when you're making investment decisions. Think about that, you know, the Wall Street fought that relentlessly. And when Trump came into office, he overturned that rule. And so Clay and Trump wind up being on the same side against President Obama. So that's, you know, that's a deeply resonant ad. And Sunrise Movement, uh, Sunrise Movement has now endorsed Cori Bush. They have an independent expenditure arm because there are many, many, you know, and there are many, many rich liberals who don't want to see the entire world obliterated by climate change. And so they, you know, they too have an independent expenditure arm, which which I'm told may get involved in this, which means that, you know, incumbent Democrats, you know, had to worry about uh, you know, getting a challenge from the left that that might resonate with with uh, you know with with regular voters, but they didn't have to worry about TV ads. They didn't have to worry about big money coming their way, and now now all of a sudden they do. Goddamn right they do. Uh, so Ryan brings you the facts. I'll give you the perspective. Um, so Cory Bush is one of the best people you'll ever meet. She's the leader of the Ferguson protests. Uh, Lacey Clay, meanwhile, takes money from big banks and lo and behold, thinks that big banks should not even serve their own clients. They should be able to <laughs> rip off their own clients. Uh, it's a shocking development how that came about. So that's the corruption we talk about. And yes, the Democratic establishment is neck deep in that corruption. It's not just Trump, it's not just the Republicans. And then the lying media, the mainstream media will say things like, oh, there's no difference between them. No. There's a massive difference between Lacey Clay, who serves at the pleasure of the banks in this country, and Cori Bush, who is an amazing grassroots advocate and activist from that community. By the way, justicedemocrats.com slash Cori. This is a super important day. You could make a big difference. That race is coming up right around the corner. Justicedemocrats.com slash Cori. That's C-O-R-I. So now let's go to um uh, Massachusetts, where uh, some of these groups are uh, also looking to help Alex Morrison, another Justice Democrat, against Richard Neal, another corrupt establishment uh, Democrat who's the head of the House Ways and Means Committee. What's going on there, Ryan? Yeah, th- this this is this is another interesting race. So Richie Neal uh, has has been in Congress basically as long as you and I uh, and and pretty much anybody watching uh, has has been alive, and so. He's the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, and there's almost an AP style guide that says you have to write the powerful Ways and Means Committee, and 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 they're right. It's 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 the committee, uh, you know that 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 all legislation effectively has to has to go before, because if you think about the name Ways and Means, Ways is how you're going to do something, Means is how you're going to pay for something. So. You know, it's 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 the committee that effectively runs the, runs the government, and one of the biggest wins from the Medicare for All movement was pressuring Richie Neal to hold a hearing on on Medicare for All. He had to do it kicking and screaming, as we we reported over at the Intercept that he held a private meeting with his members before the meeting, 
and said, look, yes, I'm holding a Medicare for all meeting, but I don't want anyone to use the words Medicare for all while we're out there in, in, in front of the cameras. No, he, he's, he's, he's one of the top recipients of, of in insurance cash and has, uh, has been hostile, not just to that, but to uh, you know, a lot of the progressive agenda for years. Meanwhile, he's being challenged by Alex Morse, who's the mayor of Holyoke, uh, who is not exactly running on Medicare for all, but close to it. You know, he had his uh, he, the city council, you know, pass a resolution, you know, up saying that the country needs to move towards Medicare for all. He's he's moved the entire city of Holyoke uh, to be uh, to be uh, carbon carbon neutral, and so you know he's he's setting up a contest between him and and Richie Neal as uh, you know the the future versus the 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 establishment. And you know he he always had a decent chance to win because uh, Neil uh, you know as anybody who's been in office for that long is going to be a little bit out of touch. Uh, there was a you know his he had a challenger in 2018 who spent you know almost nothing and got I think more than uh, 25 30 percent of, of the vote and so it was it was you know it was it was always going to be somewhat close but now you have this anti monopoly group coming in. And spending three hundred thousand dollars, letting people in Springfield, Massachusetts, know that uh, Richie Neal has taken this, you know, a particular set of votes that uh, benefited Blackstone, you know, private equity group, and then all of a sudden started getting uh, an, ex an extraordinary amount of money from Blackstone. And it's it's not just that; it's it's the vote he actually took, and it's and it's on what's called surprise billing. And most people, if they're not familiar with surprise billing from having experienced it, it doesn't take long to explain it to them. It's when you go to the hospital, you get treated by a doctor in that hospital, and they tell you that, oh, yes, it's true that your hospital that you went to was in network. But surprise, the doctor that we had contracted with for that one rotation where he came in and checked you, He's not actually part of your network, so surprise, you owe us twenty thousand dollars. That's called surprise billing. It ought to be criminal. The uh, Democratic House tried, you know, tried to outlaw it this this year or or last year, and Richie Neal fought against it. And after Richie Neal fought against it, he got a ton of money from Blackstone, which which runs. Uh, most of these doctor groups that benefit from this surprise billing, and so that's the kind of thing that has happened in in Washington for decades, and nobody back in Springfield ever finds out about it. So, you know, if Lacey Clay uh, or Richie Neal end up uh, paying a political price because of these types of shenanigans that they were pulling behind the scenes, that changes the calculus for everybody else. Because for somebody like Neal or Clay to say, you know what, I don't agree with this, but I can get $80,000 this fundraiser and sign on to this letter or I can kill this thing in this committee. Nobody's going to know what's what's the big deal. I'll get 80, I'll get 80 grand for my campaign and we all and we all move on. If all of a sudden that stuff is on television back home, that changes everything. Yeah, of course it won't make it on television and cable news. Cable news loves yeah, but that. It's on, but it's on, but you can pay to get on television. Yeah, that's right. true. And so it is on tele so right like as we speak, it's on television and it's and they're dying right now. Yeah. So uh, 
we're out of time, but uh, Rich O'Neill has other problems too. But guys, look at this, man. The corruption is so obvious and rampant. One of the corrupt Democrats takes money to give you surprise billing that ruins your life. The other Democrat takes money from the Wall Street with the specific intention of screwing over their own customers. <laughs> I mean, this is corruption defined. And the mainstream media never ever talked about it until these progressive groups came by. And now, you know what? They're lions. I, I, look, I'll tell you right now, both of them might win. But Cory Bush yeah. or Alex Morse, one of them, I think, has an excellent chance of winning. Two of them have a good chance of winning. So, uh, by the way, uh, that's justicedemocrats.com slash Morse, M-O-R-S-E. We'll put the links down below in the description box on YouTube and Facebook as well. And we didn't even get to uh, Richie Neal's weird corruption on protecting Donald Trump's tax returns. Right. Uh, Right, and and that might have to do with the fact that he didn't want to release his own tax returns because of his own corruption. Uh, but it, it's just unconscionable what he did. So Alex Morse and Cory Bush, those would be massive wins for progressives, and combined with Jamal Bowman would lead to basically Squad 2.0 for uh, just Democrats and progressives. All right, and by the way, everybody check out Ryan's book. Uh, We've got People, where he explains the rise of just Democrats along with the whole history of the progressive movement in the Democratic Party. We'll put a link to that down below as well. That's at shoptyt.com and you can check that out at any time. Ryan, thanks for joining us, we appreciate it. And thanks for having me, Jay.